Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm excited to be at Radiant Church today. If I haven't had a chance to meet you, my name is Aaron Burke, and I'm the lead pastor here at Radiant Church. And I just got back from a week and a half away with my wife celebrating our 10-year wedding anniversary. And so I'm refreshed, I'm ready to go, but we're so glad that you're with us. If you're a guest, welcome, you're at the right place. If you're watching this right now online, we're glad that you're with us. If you're watching this later in the week, we're glad that you're with us today. And we'd love to have you join us in person at one of our services. We're meeting at all four locations and you can register every week on Thursday at seven o'clock. All right, take out that app right there. If you're in person, you got paper notes so you can follow along as we continue our series called Happy Hour. We're just helping you experience some joy this this time during a lot of turmoil, a lot of stress, and I just believe that Christians should be the happiest people on the planet, filled with joy because of what God has done in our life. So we've just been giving you some messages, some secrets to joy, and I've got one today that I believe will change your life. We're going to look at this passage that really I've been studying for the last couple weeks. Uh, There's something the Lord really put on my heart that I think is for your life today, and it's from the book of Isaiah, chapter 61. And let me read it together. Let me read it out loud. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and this is describing the ministry of Jesus. So Jesus comes, 700 years after this is written, and he says, hey, this this scripture that you've read, I'm bringing it fulfillment. And I just want you to know, he didn't just fulfill it when he came, he's going to fulfill it in your life also. Can I hear a good amen? It's what he does in our life. He says, so we see the ministry of Jesus here. It says, the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, an opening of the prison to those who are bound. Has has there anybody in church today that they were once bound, they were once in prison, but God set them free? Is there any saved people in church today? I love it. He's still doing it in our life today. And he says, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. How many can say that acceptable year was not 2020? Can I hear again, man? All right. All right. Then it says this, in the day of vengeance for our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. Now, I know a lot of you guys, you're looking at your situation right now and going, there's no way this thing can turn out beautiful. And I want you to know, this is what God does. No matter how messed up it is, how broken it is, God is still in the business of turning things around for the good. You watch what's going to happen by the end of this year. God will turn those ashes into something beautiful. And then it goes on to say, the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. One more time, look at verse three. This verse is the one that really popped out to me when I was praying about you and this series of happy hours. This is like this in verse three. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Spirit of heaviness. I want you to think about that phrase. When I look at the world that we're in right now, the description I can continually go back to is it's a heavy season. How many would agree? We're in a heavy season right now. It's, it's, it, people are dealing with heaviness in their marriage. They're dealing with heaviness in their finances, heaviness in the, their lives right now. I think it's just a season where there's a lot of heaviness. Here's where the spirit of heaviness is. It's right there in your notes. You can write it down. It's a, it's a time of despair. 
where there's doom, depression, darkness. It's a season that is it's kind of like, it's not what you would ask for. It's very similar to this year that we're in right now. And in a season where there's a spirit of heaviness, here's what I want to do. I want to help you in this series replace heaviness with happiness. I don't know about you, but I want to leave here in just a few minutes. And those things that have weighed you down for so long, those struggles, that addiction, that issue that have weighed you down for so long, I want you to leave here happier than when you came in. That is what is possible with God. So how do we experience an exchange from heaviness to happiness? He tells us it's done by a thing called a clothing change. In other words, you got to put on a garment of praise. Now, I didn't know what a garment of praise is, so I did a lot of research. And a garment of praise was basically their posture, what they would dress in as they went in to go and worship. So instead of looking like you were uh, depressed or, or frustrated or dark and, and angry, you would change your clothes to go, no, 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 I'm going to put on a clothing of praise during this season. And I think this is so important that so many of us during a season where it is so heavy, that you don't handle that heaviness the same way the world does. How does the world handle it? With negativity, with cynicism, with frustration. No, the people of God don't look at it that way. We look at it through a garment of praise and we go, you know what, no matter how bad it is, we're going to praise despite this situation. I think praise is so powerful. Praise has the ability to exchange whatever's heavy in your life with happiness. You can write it down in your notes this way. Praise is the solution to your problem. I don't know what problem you're dealing with, but whatever that issue is, praise is the solution to your problem. And I think a lot of people think of praise as like singing songs to God. And that's, that's really important. But praise is, 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 is so much more than that in our life. Write it down in your notes this way. Praise is a focus on just what is right. Praise is all about, it's about celebration, honor, it's about admiration. I love this last word. It's about thankfulness. It's, it's when you put on a garment of praise, it's the situation you wouldn't think is worth thanking God for, but you still are thankful in that situation. And, and it's, it's, they're not even treating you right. The boss is mistreating you. It's a heavy situation, but instead of giving him what he deserves, you give him honor in that situation. You're, you're giving praise and it exchanges something that's heavy and makes it happy. And if you want to be happy, guess what? Learn to replace some heaviness with honor in your life. We got to be more honoring. We got to be speaking life over people, speaking life in their situations. And so I want to talk to you for a few minutes about how praise can change your situation. Now, a lot of you guys, you confuse praise with worship because worship, our worship only belongs to God. There's, there's nothing else that, worship is the attitude of your heart. It's, it's the posture of your heart. It's the idea that, you know what, what is first place? No guy, no girl, no job, no, no hobby deserves your worship. Only God deserves that. He has to be first place in your life. But there are things in your life that you need to start implementing an attitude or a garment of praise in your life. And I'm going to teach you how to praise for a little bit. But by the way, if you stick with me over the next few minutes, we're going to close out this service with a praise time. We're going to put our attention on Jesus. It's going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. And, and I know a lot of you guys like to leave a little bit early. Go get your little good seat at the restaurant. Guess what? We're, we're in pandemic time. There's no good seats at the restaurant. 
you leave early, you never know what the person next to you has at that restaurant. So you need to stay here at church, okay? <laughs> joking. All right. So let me teach you about praise, all right? You, you're in a heavy situation. How can praise exchange your heaviness with happiness? Here's the first one. Start to praise people for what they're doing right. Start to praise people. We're all focused on what they're doing wrong. And no wonder the relationship is so heavy. I'll, I'll never forget, I was in uh, doing marriage counseling with this, with this couple, and they were just angry with each other. Angry, angry, angry. So I was like, okay, I'm going to implement some praise into this thing. I'm going to get them to say what they like about each other and the whole deal. You know, why did y'all get married? And so I asked the guy first. I said, okay, tell me, tell me what, is it, what is it that she does well? Like, what do you like about her? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing? I mean, his arms are crossed like a little kid. Nothing. Well, what's good about her? Nothing. I'm sitting there thinking in my mind, well, obviously her choice in men is not great. So he's right about that. What was it? The the situation was heavy. Why? It lacked praise. It lacked honor. Katie has to correct me all the time in this. I will will be nitpicking at her and she'll stop me after a while. She'll go, Aaron, Aaron, you've told me like eight things I need to change. Tell me one thing I'm doing well. I'm like, this isn't the time for that. I'm just trying to, like, no, but what is she trying to do? She understands the relationship will always get heavy when it lacks honor. So what do we do? We want to have a happy marriage. What do you do to have a happy marriage? You release the heaviness. How do you release the heaviness? You add praise to the relationship. So I'm going to help you with this because everybody has something that's praiseworthy in their life. Everybody has something. Let me give you an example, okay? I want you to do this at home. I want you to do this here in this service. I want you to do this. We're going to all do this together and see if we can, uh, we can make this happen. All right, we're going to do an illustration. So you're going to take some time, about five to ten seconds, and I'm going to see who's, who's the sharpest in the bunch, okay? And I want you to look around the room in a second. Don't cheat. Don't start ahead of time. And you're going to look around the room, and you're going to find as many things that are the color red as possible. Okay, can you do this, all right? And I want you to be sharp, like you're looking quick, okay? I want you to find, in your mind, you're going to count as many things red as possible. Okay, ready? One, two, three, go. Look, all right, everybody, look around the locations. Those that are watching online, look around your house. Look around there, find it. Okay, as many things, count them. Come on, you got you to be better than that. Find some more, find some more. Okay, 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 right, that's enough time, all right? Some of you guys, y'all are good. You're like, I won this game. I've got so many. Okay, here's my question for you, all right? I want to know how many people at least found five things that were green. Anybody? No? No? At home? Come on, write in the comments. You, you, you found five things that are green. Of course you didn't. Why? Were there green things in the room? Yes. But you weren't looking for them. And that is what is wrong in most of our relationships. You're picking out what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong, instead of what is right in the relationships. Write it down your notes this way. Relationships will always be hindered when they lack honor. So if you, if you don't bring praise into the relationship, the marriage will never survive. It'll never survive. You no wonder your teenagers aren't connected with you. Why? Because we're showing them everything they're doing wrong instead of pointing out things that they're doing right. I dealt with, I, I, was, I say dealt with, I, was a, I had the opportunity to be a youth pastor for six years. And I would, I would challenge teenagers all the time. And I'd say, I would challenge parents all the time with their connection with their teenagers. We have no really... Because rules of that relationship will always lead to rebellion. So what do you do? You have to establish a relationship. How do you establish a relationship? The relationship will always be heavy when there's no honor in that. 
celebrate what they're doing right. I wrote it down this way years ago. I've used this for parents for years. The more we can praise people for the things they're doing right, the less we'll have to discipline them for the things they do wrong. So what do we do? We need to start spotting the gold instead of pointing out the dirt. Here's what uh, the Apostle Paul says. He says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy. There it is right there. Think about that thing. You want your relationships to go from heavy to happy? Bring some praise into it. And here's my challenge for you, your homework this week, is to just not just see it, Say it. Say it. Overcompliment your spouse. Compliment your children. Find things they're doing right. That boss you can't stand, find ways to praise him. And watch how a heavy situation will turn around and be happy if you'll put a little bit of praise in it. Can I hear a better amen than that today, church? All right, number two. Here's the second one. Is you need to start to praise yourself for making wise decisions. I think this is super important because people shy away from this idea. I even had a hard time. Like theologically, I'm playing around with this idea of like, oh, we shouldn't praise ourselves. But again, there's a difference between praise and worship. You should never worship yourself. But there should be sometimes you celebrate. You're doing a good job. You're further along than you, think, than you should be. You've made some good decisions. By the way, let me just tell you, you are not a puppet. But in God's hands, like God's making you do this kind of things. Like you're at church today, well, I didn't have a choice. God made me come. No, 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 you had a choice. You could have stayed home. You could have just slept in and did your own thing. You, you didn't have to watch this message right now. You're watching it right now. You made that choice. Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. In other words, you got to control yourself. Yeah. So here's what we do. We beat ourselves up when we make bad decisions. I've made some bad decisions. Can I be honest with you guys? I've made some in the last couple of weeks. I made terrible decisions. Um, about a week and a half ago, about 1130 at night, I went to a Burger King drive-thru. <laughs> Have you ever been to a Burger King drive-thru at 11? Let me just tell you, it's not Chick-fil-A. That's this. You're not getting the Chick-fil-A experience at 11:30 at night at a Burger King drive-thru. True story. I actually went to two of them. The first one, they were 30 minutes before close. This is a true story. I walk. I go to the the thing. They're not answering. I go to the window. They're open. The sign says they're open. I tap on the glass. Katie's like, "Don't do that. They're gonna spit in our food." I tap on the glass. The lady looks at me and says. She wasn't, she was done making food for that day. Over. Bad decision. Don't go to Burger King at 11.30 at night. The other decision, I went, I went to a restaurant the other day and the waitress asked me if I'd like a straw. And I said, yes. She said, but it's a paper straw. I said, oh yeah, I'll have one of those. That's a terrible decision. Have you tried to drink a drink out of a paper straw? It's great for about eight seconds. Can we all be united? I know it's Republican versus Democrat, liberal versus conservative. Everybody's fighting each other. Can we at least unite around the fact that paper straws are the worst thing that have ever just come around? Like, we're just, it doesn't make sense. You've made bad decisions too. You were on a diet. You were doing well. 
And then that Krispy Kreme hot donuts now sign came on. What do you do? You pull right into that thing. It was a bad decision on your part. Felt good at the moment, but it was a bad decision. You could have got a normal animal. You, you could have done it like a normal Christian. Got a dog, a hamster, anything normal. You got a cat. Bad decision. Come on, let's be honest. It's a bad decision. God didn't make you do that. That was you. He would never have allowed that in his life. We, 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 we put way too much focus on our bad decisions and way too little on what we've done well. Here's what it is. It's we celebrate self-pity. Self-pity is not a fruit of the spirit, by the way. No, we don't just celebrate. Self-pity always focuses on our problems. But self-praise focuses on our progress. And I've just come to remind you a little bit today. Can I be your cheerleader for just a little bit today? You're doing better than you think you are. You're further along than you think you are. You, you, you could have quit like everybody else. You didn't quit. You could have stayed home. You're at church today. You could have given up. You said, no, I'm taking, I'm going to the next steps today. You could have done anything else, but you kept going. And I'm telling you, it's because you're doing something right. You're making some wise choices. And the worst season of David's life, he, while he's surrounded by his enemies, he's in a cave by himself. The enemies are attacking. And the Bible says it in 1 Samuel that David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's a great discipline right there. Sometimes you're not going to have Aaron Burke encouraging you. Sometimes you're not going to, your spouse isn't going to say what you need to say. Sometimes they're not going to greet you the way you want to greet you. That's okay. Guess what? I know who I am. I'm called by God. I'm anointed by God. I have the plan that God has for me. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I'm not where I need to be, but I'm not where I used to be. Come on. I'm getting better every single day. Start to give yourself a little bit of credit. Watch what happens when you implement just a little bit of praise into your life. And sometimes I just, I'm a worst critic. I'm a, I have this one lady come up to me. She's like, hey, I need to tell you something you're doing wrong. I said, well, I've got 50 things I'm doing wrong. I'll add it to my list. I, like your thing is just one of the many I've got. And I think in our life, I can become my worst critic, but I'm not my best celebrator. We need to celebrate ourselves better. And you'll see heaviness leave your life. All right, number three, and we'll close with this one is we need to learn to praise God for who he is and what he has done. Amen. Let me say it this way. You're going to go through seasons, some of you are in it right now, that the season is not praiseworthy, but your God always is. Oh, that's a good phrase right there. The season's not praiseworthy. The boss is not praiseworthy at times. The finances are not praiseworthy at times. Sometimes you make some terrible decisions that are not praiseworthy at times. You're going to go through things that are not praiseworthy. Your God always is. So in seasons that are heavy, that are not praiseworthy, put your attention off of the things that are not praiseworthy and on to the one who is always praiseworthy. He is always honoring. He is always worthy of our praise. He's always worthy of our worship. That's why David says it this way in Psalm 34. I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. No matter if the stock market goes up or it goes down. If I lose my job or I have a great job. No matter what happens. If I'm in a relationship or out of a relationship, I can praise because God is worthy of my praise. I love how David, I mean, Paul says it this way. Give thanks to God. That's, that's show praise to God in every circumstance. 
For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. No matter what you're going through, you've got to learn how even as, no matter how heavy it is, to put on that garment of praise. Here's what praise does. Praise is the great magnifier. It magnifies our life. So what it does is, I don't know if you ever had one of these growing up. I would have one of these and you you kill ants. Did y'all do that? Nobody else. I was a weird child. Okay. If your child is weird, by the way, they can become a pastor. It is a career path for them. All right. So I I would take these things and I would, uh, I would, you know, play with them. But here's what a magnifier does. A magnifier, um, it puts an attention on something that is so small and it makes it so big. So if you, if you do this, look at this, there's my eye. Look at that. You didn't even know I had blue eyes. Look at that. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. It, it's, it, it's just, you know what else it can do? It can show you, if you go down a little bit lower, you see the skin? I've got all these, like, I, I'm just, I've got, like, little wrinkles, all this kind of stuff. There's stuff you didn't even see. Well, I can focus on my nice eyes or my wrinkled, all messed up skin. <laughs> Here's, here's, what, here's what it's going to do. The magnifier, whatever it focuses on, it's going to make it bigger. And a lot of you guys, you're putting your praise and your attention and your focus on things that don't deserve to get bigger in your life. And that you're putting it all on that situation, all on that job, all on that, that loss, all on that, that, that setback. And I believe today God brought you to church because you're magnifying the wrong thing in your life. Stop focusing on all those things that are bad and start putting the focus on a God that is so big and watch how you make God big. Your situation gets a little bit smaller. That's why David put it this way. He says, magnify the Lord with me. Here's what it is. Here's what praises. Praises when we focus on man. He's a big God. He's a good God. Yeah. Charles Spurgeon says it this way: My happiest moments are when I am worshiping God, really adorning the Lord Jesus Christ. In that worship, I forget the cares of the church. You can put that in. You forget the cares of your job, of your family, of your health, and everything else. To me, it's the nearest approach to what it'll be like in heaven. That's what praise is like. That's why, by the way, that's why we gather together in this time of worship, in time of praise. Because when you gather like this, what happens? We put our attention on Jesus and we, he becomes so big and our problem becomes so small because praise is a great magnifier. What if you did that in every area of your life? What if, what if you stopped taking um, coffee breaks and you took praise breaks every day? I mean, Psalm says it this way. David says, seven times a day, I praise you, God. Seven times a day, always praising God. That's the kind of life we have to live. So we're going to end this service, and we're going to live in this service with a time of just crazy praise. Now, I don't want you to leave. I know, I know we, we like to get out here. We're still early on time. I want you to take this moment in our service, and I want you to put your attention and your focus on God and watch what happens when we praise him. It exchanges our heaviness with happiness. You're going to leave here in just a few minutes happier than when you came in because you're going to put your attention on the God that can solve whatever you're going through today. Here, here's, here's what the, 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 the scripture is saying, Psalm 50. This is the end of Psalms. Why don't we all stand? We're going to read it out loud because this is such a crucial moment, crucial passage. It says it like this. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him for his mighty and his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. 
Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise him with strings and pipes. Praise him with the clash of cymbals, of the resounding cymbals. Let everything, every man, every woman, everybody on Facebook, everybody on Instagram, everybody in every location, praise the Lord. Let's put our attention on the God that can resolve whatever we're going through. Come on, let's praise him. Come on, all across the world today, let's get those hands together. Those online, we're going to sing some praise. There is no rival. Come on. That has ever overcome your light. And there is no rival that could ever ever stand your mind. Come on. You've always been with us. Every battle you've already won. You've already Disappointment, break 
that heaviness with happiness. Why? You just put on a garment of praise. And even though your situation is not praiseworthy, our God is praiseworthy. One more time, can we give him our best praise? Amen? Oh, awesome. Alright, before we go, just close your eyes across every location, those that are joining us online. There's some people that are tuning in right now and you go, Aaron, I don't have the joy that you guys have. I don't have that connection with God. I don't know God the way you guys know God. And I would say the reason is, is because you have sin in your life. Sin is what separates us from God. We've done life our way. So what do we do about sin? Well, we need a sacrifice for it. And I want you to know, Jesus has paid the ultimate sacrifice for your sin. So no matter what you've done, no matter how far you've gone, it's not too far for you to experience the grace of God on your life today. So I don't know how, how messed up you are, but I know how good God is. God loves you. He's got a plan for your life. You're tuning in right now. You have your heart's beating kind of, you're going, man, I just, I, I know that's for me. It's your day of salvation. It's your day to say, okay, I'm surrendering my life to Christ. I want his joy. I want his peace. I want his forgiveness. And I want to spend an eternity in heaven with him. How do you do it? You respond. You respond in faith by making a simple yet significant decision to give Jesus your life. And that's you today across every location. Those that are joining us here with every eye closed, every head bowed, on the count of three, you're going, Aaron, today's my day. I want to give my life to Christ. I'm going to surrender my life to him. On the count of three, I want you to throw your hand up, wave it at me, put it right back down. I just want to pray for you today. One, two, three. That's you. Throw that hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So many people. Thank you. Thank you for those online that are making that decision. Those on church online, thank you for clicking that button right there. I'm committing my life to Christ. Just pray this prayer. Say, God, I give you my life, my sin, my past. Today, I make you my Lord and my Savior. And for the rest of my life, I'm gonna follow you. Thank you for dying for me. Today, I'm gonna live for you. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody that believes it says, Come on, can we celebrate with those that just made the best decision of their life? Here's what I want you to do. If you made that decision, I want you to, to man, scan that QR code one more time, that connection card. Check on there, I committed my life to Christ. We're gonna send some resources, some stuff to help you along this journey. It's not the end, it's just the beginning. I'm so excited about what God's gonna do in your life. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.